This is Abi. Welcome back to another episode of Hidden Health Shorts, a new series where Sindhu and I will be individually discussing topics related to global health and medicine on a smaller scope. Today's episode is on a topic that is personally a favorite and one that continues to bridge the gaps between medicine and technology, gene editing. Before we delve into more detail, I want to quickly address what exactly gene editing is. There are actually two types of gene editing, germline gene editing and somatic gene editing. Somatic gene therapy is where desired sections of DNA are introduced into the cells of the body, also known as somatic cells. They become integrated within the organism's genome. This can ultimately serve as a treatment for diseases where certain parts of DNA, also known as genes, are faulty and can produce unwanted outcomes. Introducing new and corrected sections will override these faulty sections and thus allow the cell and the rest of the organism to function normally as if it had no disease at all. Germline gene editing, however, is a bit more complicated and is the frequent cause for concern when it comes to this particular topic. Germ cells are more commonly referred to as gametes or sperm and eggs. In germline gene therapy, the genetic material of these cells is altered to correct for potential defective genes, while the individual themselves whose genes are altered sustains no change, their offspring will. Now we have a brief overview of what gene editing is and the types of therapy that can be done, so let's go over exactly how it's done. Currently the fastest, cheapest, and most reliable technique for editing sequences of DNA is the CRISPR-Cas9 model. CRISPR stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. A mouthful, I know. CRISPR was actually observed in bacteria and has been found to serve as a defense mechanism against viral infection of the bacteria, in which the RNA that was converted from DNA segments in CRISPR sequences guides a specific protein to cleave viral DNA preventing the virus from hijacking the bacterium. Without going into extreme detail about how this process works, it was later discovered that this particular method could also be used to introduce changes into human DNA, allowing for the repair of mutated genes or sections of DNA into normal sequences. Just a few months ago, the CRISPR-Cas9 technology was approved by the United States Food and Drug Administration to be used in a clinical trial in treating sickle cell disease. Sickle cell disease is a debilitating disease that impacts the red blood cells in the bloodstream. It's actually caused by a specific genetic mutation in which the affected protein changes the shape of the hemoglobin complex in the red blood cells, resulting in the entire cell being sickle-shaped. If you didn't already know, hemoglobin is a very essential protein that resides within the red blood cells, and it's responsible for carrying and delivering oxygen to the cells of your body. So while normal round blood cells can flow through the vasculature freely, that is the arterial and venous system, sickle-shaped red blood cells can get lodged in certain areas of the, of the vasculature, decreasing the blood flow to those areas of the body. Over time, this can cause these cells to die and cause severe pain. The disease can also cause infection, acute chest syndrome, and even stroke. With this trial, 
CRISPR technology can be used to replace the non-functional gene causing this sickle shape, specifically the beta globin gene. This gene expresses one of the proteins within hemoglobin that is responsible for carrying oxygen throughout the body. These clinical trials are expected to take around four years and will be held by scientists at the University of California, San Francisco, Benioff Children's Hospital in Oakland, and the University of California, Los Angeles, Broad Stem Cell Research Center. It will begin with six adults and three adolescents with severe sickle cell disease. Clinical trials that utilize CRISPR technology represent just the surface of the plethora of possibilities that this method can be used for. As the technology grows more advanced, the scope of which we will use it will also grow, closing in on areas that continue to be contested and disputed for ethical reasons. Should we be allowed to detect and edit the mutated genes of our unborn children to prevent them from having disabilities after birth? Is this a violation of the natural biological processes that we have abided by for millennia? Who gets access to this technology when it becomes available? What will happen to those who can't afford it? These are just some of the issues that come into consideration when analyzing the future of this technology. The designer baby problem has been the central topic of dissent when it comes to germline gene editing. The fact that we can potentially customize our progeny to our own specifications presents an enormous and permanent change to the way we think about parenthood. Currently, the science community understands the depth and severity of the societal and ethical implications of this tool. But when one country decides to break free from this agreement, it could spur a race across the globe to see who can create the most advanced human species. Designing our children of the future could become the new norm, and those who don't follow are left behind in the continuous progression of humanity. At the end of the day, the growing overlap between biology and technology provides us with tools like CRISPR to constantly advance our species and defend it against nature's threats. And yes, one day we may have the potential to use these tools to their fullest ability and eventually play God. The real question is though, how hard are we truly willing to play? Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hidden Health Shorts, and I really hope you enjoyed the segment and even learned something new. The sources for this episode are in the description, and we'd totally love to hear any suggestions you all have for the future episodes. You can reach out to us on Instagram at Hidden Health Podcast. See you next time.